The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. When a child or adolescent is in pain, it can affect all areas of their life, which can lead to decreased physical activity, feelings of social isolation, and can fuel that cycle of chronic pain. For the parents, it can be an unbearable feeling watching your child in pain. My guest today is Dr. Caitlin Neary. She's a pediatric specialist at Boston Medical Center and the medical director for the Pediatric Pain Clinic. Welcome to the show. Dr. Neary, what are some of the most common causes of pediatric pain that you see? Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, we, uh, we see a wide variety of painful conditions in children. Um, some of the most common uh, ones are chronic abdominal pain and chronic headaches. Um, we also see a good amount of musculoskeletal pain from a variety of causes, um, occasional chest pain or um, limb pain from certain conditions that can cause those types of things. Um, but really any type of pain that is distressing to the child or family or has gone on for uh, longer than what you know most people would expect as a reasonable time. Um, then we're happy to see them in our interdisciplinary pain clinic. So uh, that was going to be my next question. When do things like headaches? I mean, chest pain is a different thing because that could be really scary. And But headaches can happen pretty regularly in kids with the stress and school and activities and all these things, the fact that they may not be getting enough sleep. When does something like a headache require a visit to a pain specialist? Well, um, typically, uh, you know, children have been seen by their pediatrician. Um, often a number of things have been tried. Um, sometimes they've also seen child neurology, um, sometimes multiple specialists. Um, but really, um, if the headaches are going, you, you know, are happening several times a week or sometimes every day, um, and are really interfering with the, the child's life and the, you know, normal family life, interfering with school um, and social relationships, then, you know, we want you to come see us because uh, it usually requires a, a more uh, in-depth or comprehensive solution um, that really needs to be delivered in an interdisciplinary program such as ours. How do you even measure chronic pain in children if it's, you know, because it is really a subjective thing, right? I mean, you have to ask this child how much pain they're in and then try and diagnose the situation. Yes, uh, that's exactly right. I think in, you know, pain is whatever the patient says it is. That is sort of a uh, a, a mantra of um, measuring pain in, in, in anybody. Um uh, there are certain scales and things that are used uh, for acute pain. You know, most people are familiar with the sort of 1 to 10 scale of 10 being the worst pain ever and 0 is no pain at all and where what number is your pain. That makes a lot of sense for acute pain and um, in the, you know, in the hospital or after surgery. Um, that is often the way that we manage uh, or measure pain um, and kind of, uh, tailor our interventions to treat pain using that sort of scale. Um, chronic pain is quite different, um, where the, the numerical scale is not that helpful, and we tend to define it as um, pain that continues, you know, beyond what you would expect, um, despite, you know, 
recommended medical interventions um, and pain that interferes with uh, normal, age-appropriate daily life. My role uh, as the pediatrician on the team is to, um, you know, review the medical workup to date um, and, uh, you know, do, I always tell the kids, I, I do the doctor stuff, the physical exams, prescribe any medications that might be um, indicated um, and kind of oversee the overall health of, of the child while they're under the care of our interdisciplinary program. Um, but when pain's been going on for a long time, it typically can't be fixed by uh, the medical piece alone. Um, and that's because, as you mentioned, the stress and, um, you know, anxiety related to missed work um, can sort of lead to school avoidance and um, anxiety can sometimes fuel that pain. Um, and so that's one of the reasons that we have a psychologist on our team. Um, the other reason is that the patient's perception of pain is controlled by the brain. And um, you can actually use that connection to treat pain in kids. And there's, you know, very good evidence for the uh, efficacy of mind-body strategies to manage pain in children and adults. Um, fortunately, on our team, we have um, Dr. Laura Goldstein, who is a um, pediatric pain psychologist and has uh, special training in um, effective mind-body strategies to manage pain in, in children. And so um, we are able to use those strategies as well in our pain clinic. Um, we also uh, recognize the usefulness of integrative therapies, um, things like acupuncture, massage, and aromatherapy to manage pain in children. And we've been able to make those available um, in our pediatric pain clinic. Um, uh, sometimes physical therapy can be quite useful. Um, particularly for musculoskeletal pain and also for headaches when, you know, um, neck tension and things like that can contribute to the headaches. And so we have a physical therapist on our team. Um, and then we also have a social worker um, because uh, nobody really uh, ever tells parents how to best um, approach pain uh, when it becomes chronic in their children. And it really is important to um, have our social worker work with the um, parents and other caregivers about um, how to best support this child as they recover from chronic pain. Um, for example, you know, sometimes well-meaning parents um, tend to um, attend to the pain, uh, focus on the pain, ask a lot of questions. How's your pain? How's your pain? How's your pain? Um, and that's actually... Uh, can be detrimental in terms of recovery from chronic pain. It can be more helpful for uh, if we can redirect parents to focus on what's going right, encourage the kids to practice their mind-body strategies, encourage the, uh, you know, cheer them on when they stay in school despite, um, you know, perhaps having a, a, a bit of pain that day because um, those things really help in recovery. So based on everything you've said in the non-pharmacologic therapies and, you know, the integrative services, what about medicational intervention? When does that become necessary? And I mean, are parents really opposed to this? Is this a scary thing because we hear about the opioid addiction? How mm. does that all work, Dr. Neary? Yeah. 
Well, you know, opioids um, can be indicated uh, for acute pain in children, you know, things like uh, post-operative pain or, um, you know, uh, severe uh, pain from a sickle cell crisis, for example. For those things, absolutely, um, strong pain medicines um, such as opioids are required. Um, But in chronic pain, there's almost no role for opioids, but in general, when pain has become um, chronic, like chronic headaches, chronic abdominal pain, uh, musculoskeletal pain that's gone on for a long time, there, there's really no role for opioid medications. Um, there are sometimes role for, you know, other medications like um, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, things like Motrin and uh, naproxen. Those things can be helpful. Um, there is sometimes roles for um, other agents that can be helpful in headaches, um, tricyclic antidepressants, um, such as amitriptyline and nortriptyline. Um, there are n- other medications like um, gabapentin and um, medications that can be used in neuropathic pain that we sometimes use um, in our chronic pain patients. Um, and then, you know, there are some medicines for abdominal pain um, that can, can be helpful, and, and we utilize those as well. Um, but uh, there's really not any role for um, opioid medications in our chronic pain population here in pediatrics. Well, I'm glad you mentioned things like non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, Motrin. I mean, kids get, they have pain, as you say. Is there, what do parents ask you about giving their children Motrin if they've got a headache or how often they're allowed to do that? Do you try and put a bit of a limit on it and say, well, we'd like to work on this non-medicationally if possible, and then if it's really severe, then you could go ahead and use Motrin? Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. And and actually, sometimes when people overuse non-steroidals like Motrin, um, that it can contribute to things like headaches um, or abdominal pain. You know, there's such thing as a um, NSAID overuse headache um, that we sometimes see, or um, you know, the GI upset that can come from um, too much uh, of those NSAIDs. But um, so you know, my kind of rule of thumb is it's it's fine to use. Uh, for when things are bad, but no more than twice per week. Um, and it's always, you know, if you are treating your child's pain, it's in, it, you can certainly use medications in collaboration with the other tools that we're going to teach you here in pain clinic, including, um, you know, relaxation and breathing exercises, um, you know, aromatherapy. We send people home with these little devices where they can um, utilize that um, in their homes. Um, and so, you know, we really want them to have more than one thing um, to be able to try. And and people are really very open to it is what I have found. Um, uh, they recognize that their child needs more than, you know, simply uh, one medication, but they hadn't been given the tools yet to um, to try those other things at home. What an interesting field in pain management is certainly growing around the country. Wrap it up for us, Dr. Neary, with your best advice for parents listening about the way they should approach a child in pain, when to see a pain specialist such as yourself, and what you want them to know about when children have chronic pain. Sure. I think um, the most appropriate first step is always to see your child's pediatrician. Um, And there are often, you know, simple things that uh, the pediatrician can do um, to, um, you know, help your child recover from 
um, from pain. Um, but I think when it gets um, to the point where it's interfering with uh, schooling, it's interfering, you know, with parents in their um, work um, because of so much missed work due to pain, when um, there have been many uh, doctor's visits or um, appointments and, and really things aren't getting better, um, then I, I would look into a, um, uh, interdisciplinary comprehensive pain programs such as ours. And there are several, uh, many around the country actually, and more, more popping up. Um, but you really need to, um, uh, look for things, uh, that, uh, outside of medications, but in a coordinated team approach. So I don't, uh, think it's that helpful for parents to, uh, you know, go place to place and all different, uh, providers without, um, a, a kind of a coordinated team approach. Um, I think the team approach is really essential. Um, and so I would encourage uh, families to, to seek that out um, when pain has gone on for a long time or is really distressing. Thank you so much, Dr. Neary, for all the great information. This is Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. For more information on the pain clinic, the pediatric pain clinic at Boston Medical Center, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.